talk this morning about a biblical mother, a biblical mother. And uh, when I say this, gentlemen, please don't just tune this out. All right, please listen to the word of God, because it'll help you this morning if you let it, okay? Proverbs 31, if you're able this morning, let's stand out of respect for the reading of God's word. We will begin reading in verse number 28, and we'll read through verse number 31. Um, There is a lot I can cover in this text, but I'm not going to. All right, I'm just going to cover just a little bit about, about a biblical mother here. Verse number 28, the Bible says, Her ch- children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask that you'd help me. Help me to preach as you'd have me to preach. Help me to say everything that I ought to say. Lord, help me not to be long this morning. I, I truly don't. I, I want to be able to have for everyone to, to get out and to, to take their mothers um, to a nice place to eat. Um, and so I ask you to help. But I, Lord, I ask that for this message... Uh, to help somebody this morning, be a challenge to all mothers this morning. Um, but also with that, in regards, it'd be a challenge to all of us gentlemen as well. And uh, please just, just be with us this morning and uh, meet with us. And I do ask uh, if there's somebody this morning, under the sound of my voice, if they were to die today and they don't know heaven as their home, I ask that you convict their hearts and they'd get born again today. Please, Lord, we beg of you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I'm talking about... A biblical mother, this Proverbs 31 chapter has been called and, and adequately referenced as the, the virtuous woman. Um, in verse number 10, it says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Um, and there's a lot there unfolding in that text. Um, but the reason I decided to, as I was looking at this text and looking at this verse, is where it begins to talk about her children there in verse number 28. And, uh, and so we're just going to look at a few simple thoughts. Really and truly, I will not be long this morning. Um, but I would like to challenge you mothers. And um, I know that if it wasn't for a godly mother, I wouldn't be in church. Um, when my daddy got back from Desert Storm, she began to drag us to church, or began to drag my dad to church. We had already gotten in church. And, um, and I remember that, and I, I remember... Um, dad not necessarily wanting to go, but his mama kind of told him he had to go. And, um, and I don't remember these stories. I remember these stories, but I don't remember the impact of this because my granddad had already gotten in church. But my dad would tell you stories that my granddad wasn't. And, I, and this, I'm not trying to be unkind. It's just what it is. He was not a kind man. And, um, and he was a, a, a drunkard. And, um, and he played in country western bar bands. And my grandmother was a... A godly lady that kept the kids all in church, made them go to church, and eventually um, my granddad got saved. And um, now he's a pastor of a church in uh, Kansas and uh, because of a godly praying mother. Uh, my dad tells stories, um, or he's told me a story before where he had come in in the middle of the night late from you know, being a knucklehead. And um, grandma, he came in and grandma was on her knees just praying and asking God to do something for her boy. And um, uh, listen, a mama is so important. And may I say this, a godly mama is even greater. And uh, ladies, you need to be a godly mother. You need to be a godly mother for your children. 
And uh, by the way, you need to be a godly mother for your husband as well, ladies. All right, let's look at a few thoughts here. First we see is a biblical mother. Let's notice the expression here. And this expression is made known to the mother by the children. The Bible says her children arise up and call her blessed. You say, Pastor, my children rise up and they call me other things. Well, they ought not to. Children ought to rise up and call their mother blessed. But notice her husband. Her husband also and praiseth her. Say, Pastor, and I'm a, this is just going to be a challenge to you fellows, by the way. You say, well, Pastor, my wife isn't all she ought to be. Well, sir, I'm certain that you're not all you're supposed to be either. Maybe you ought to stand up and wake up in the morning and greet her with the praise instead of uh, demonize or criticize maybe what she did or didn't do right. You ought to praise your wife and, and children. You ought to praise your mother. You hear me? You ought to praise your mother. Love your mother. Praise your wife, fellas. Women, ladies, I'm going to need you to say amen if your husbands aren't going to. Fellas, you need to praise your spouse. Love your spouse. Do things for her just because. Just because she has to put up with you. Amen. Some of us are harder to live with than others. I'm one of those. I'm very particular and I like my things a certain way. I mean, I don't eat instant pancakes, for example. Praise God, my wife knew coming in to the marriage, she wasn't, I wasn't eating instant pancakes. She called my mama and got that recipe for a homemade, bless God, pancakes. Pancakes don't come in a box. I've got a good wife. I can praise her for that, amen. I'm not easy to live with, but listen to me, fellas. It ought to, it's our responsibility to give an expression of praise to our spouse. An expression of praise to our spouse. My wife makes goulash exactly the way my mama makes it. Exactly the way God intended for it to be. Exactly the way it will be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I have an opportunity to praise my wife. We ought to praise our wives. Fellas, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you showed an expression of praise towards your spouse? And I'm not talking about just today because it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, honey. On her birthday. On your anniversary, that somebody reminded you that it was your anniversary. But I'm talking about where you just, for no reason other than the fact that she has to put up with you, praised your wife. It ought to be an everyday occurrence. Say, Pastor, do you do it every day? Probably not, but should I? Absolutely. Think about it, gentlemen. It is our opportunity to praise our spouse. See, we can praise her or we can criticize her. It is our opportunity. Children, this morning, it is your opportunity to praise your mother. To bless your mother. Those of them that testify that they don't have their mother no longer on this earth or in heaven uh, uh, this morning, I, I would venture to say that every one of those individuals would say, I would just want one more time with my mama. One more time that I could hug her. One more time I could tell her that I love her. One more time that I could tell her this morning. Children, you need to listen to me this morning. Bless your mother because there's going to be a time, hear me very carefully, when she is gone and you can no longer do that. Bless your mothers. Bless your mothers. 
we not only see the expression towards a biblical mother, but notice also this morning is the excellence of a biblical mother. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou, now this is a, this is a young man talking about his mama, by the way. This is a young man talking about his mama. This isn't a young man talking about his wife. Go to verse number one, Proverbs 31, verse number one. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his, who? Mother. His mother taught him. He said, many daughters have done virtuously. So in other words, he's saying, mama, there's a lot of good ladies out there. There's a lot of good ladies that are virtuous and so forth. There's a lot of ladies that follow the scriptures and so forth. But he says, but thou, this is the excellence, but thou excellest them all. I liked hearing testimonies this morning saying, sorry, y'all, but I've got the best mom. We ought to think we have the best mother. You say, well, pastor, my mother wasn't everything she, ought, uh, she should have been. Well, I'm going to help you out with something. No mother is everything she ought to have been. If we're humans, not a one of us are perfect. Hear me very carefully. But the fact is, is she still brought you into this world. That's enough to thank her for. Especially in our present society. But she excelled us them all. A biblical mother is excellent. Note, not only do we see an expression and excellence this morning, but as I hasten... Notice here is an example. Note what he says in verse number 30. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. Now I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to talk about the rest of it here. I don't think King Lemuel, as the Bible references him, I don't think he's saying that his mother is ugly. I don't think that's what he's saying. His point is this, is that it's not about the beauty because that fades. Why? Because it's vain. It's vain. Uh, Beauty comes and beauty goes. But you want to know what we have in our society? We have a society that's bent on, look at me and how beautiful I am. Help me. From the Instagram models to the Facebook selfies. Amen, pastor. Favor is deceitful. Likes on social media are deceitful. They're deceitful with their filters and their airbrush. Amen, pastor. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain because it's empty. One day it'll be gone. I praise the Lord that my wife and I started dating when I was bald so I didn't lose my hair along the way. (laughs) She just married an ugly guy and it's just the way it was. Sorry, hon. But see, we're so worried about, hear me, we're so worried about on the exterior of things and what I can look like and how I can impress. Unfortunately, today, it's not just your husband. Now it's everybody else. Should we dress nice? Sure. Should we try to fix ourselves up? Absolutely. I mean, we're not we're representative of the king, so we should try to give a good appearance. But hear me on this. That beauty is still empty. It's vain. It's pointless. It's fruitless. One day... It'll all fade. Don't get mad, but one day you're losing all your teeth. One day you'll lose your hearing. One day your hair starts to turn loose. And I don't care who you are. 
Beauty is vain. But notice the example. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be, what's the word? Praised. Fear God. Ladies, your children ought to know that you fear the Lord. Ladies, your children ought to know you fear the Lord. Say, Pastor, well, how would they know? Because they know that you think highly in regards to God. The decisions that you make in your home, watch this, are centered around what God thinks. From what you drink, from, from what you drink to what you watch, you worry about what God thinks. You worry about what God thinks. To the places you go and the company you keep, you're worried about what God thinks. Beauty is fleeting. That's why, hear me very carefully, women, li li listen, listen to me, listen to me, ladies. Ladies that don't fear the Lord, that's what happens when they're 65 years old and they still think they're 17, 18, 19 and out honky-tonking and clubbing and everything else trying to find some man because they can't hear me very carefully. They, they don't fear God. They're trying to be beautiful and they're trying to be gorgeous and they're trying to be lavish, but the truth of the matter is that that's vanity. It's fleeting. It's pain. Pastor wants us all just to be ugly. Absolutely not. The idea is that we would fear God. Fear the Lord. By the way, ladies, I understand that, you know, I, I, I preach it. The, the, the husband is the head of the wife. The Bible says that. Don't get upset. It just says that. And I get that. But there's nothing wrong with a lady, hear me very carefully, taking a stand and believing what the Word of God says and says, baby, I just don't think we ought to do that. And fellas, if you're of the right mind and you're not so arrogant and egotistical, you can listen to the input from your spouse. She is your help. Your help me. But hear me very carefully, ladies. The truth is, what happens is, is in our homes is that, watch this now, <laughs> it's a very unfortunate truth, but most of the time the lady is the most spiritual person in the home. And God help you, fellas, your wife ought not be more spiritual than you. You ought to be the spiritual leader in your home, fellas. Amen right there. But the truth of the matter is, most of the time it's the ladies, and when it's the ladies on the opposite end of that, they're about that deep anyway. So whatever, whatever sweetheart says, that's what they do. Ladies, you ought to fear God. You ought to fear God. Help me. You ought to fear God. Fellas, you can say amen to that. You ought to fear the Lord. Do you worry, ladies? Or is it an afterthought? Eh, well... Yeah, we'll get around to it on Sunday. I'll think about what God thinks on Sunday. Is it an afterthought? Is God an afterthought to you? When you're out with the family, is God an afterthought to you? When you're going to eat with the family, is God an afterthought to you? When you're going out, hanging out on vacation with your family, is God an afterthought to you? So sometime in September, we're, we're, I want you to give you an illustration on this. I, I, I'm like, 
I, I like to plan things and, and, and uh, sometimes it drives my wife crazy, but it's just what I do. And so I'm in the middle of trying to figure out where we're going to Branson in September sometime. And, and I'm trying to figure out how, when and where and all these dates and stuff. And I'm trying to talk to her in the middle of her contractions. I mean, you know, anyway, oh, sorry. hey, babe, she's like, really, I don't need to talk about this right now. Just just let me do my thing, you know. Anyway, but, but watch this now. In the middle of that, on that Wednesday night, I said, no, we got to find a place to go to church right here. And I, and I could show you on my calendar where on that Wednesday night, literally says church. Now, 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 hear me, hear me, fellas, that you ought to absolutely take up the reins. But mama, if you really care what God thinks and you fear the Lord, hear me, you ought to worry about what Wednesday night looks like at your house. Mamas. You ought to worry about what Sunday morning looks like at your house. Yeah, man, Pastor. You ought to look, worry about what Sunday night looks like at your house. You ought to, mamas, you ought to worry about what's coming through the television set at your house. Can I, can I say this? That, that, that you know, I, I'm not against the TV, but hear, hear me very carefully. There's things that wives are a little more sensitive to things than, than men are sometimes. There's been times that I'm, I'm sitting there just watching a TV show and I don't think about it. My son's in there and Miss Hannah comes in. She says, you really think they should be watching that? My reaction as a fleshly human carnal man is, woman, don't tell me what to do. With my TV, my remote control, bless God, my recliner. But if we're, listen to me, sensitive to the spirit of God and the woman that fears the Lord, then we can go, Hmm, you're probably right. I didn't quite hear that. My children don't need to listen to that. Ladies, stop, listen, stop worrying so much about your outward beauty and start worrying about the inward man and fearing God. We ought not spend more time We ought not spend more time fixing our makeup than we do in the Word of God. Amen, Pastor. We ought not spend more time worried about how we look over spending time with God. Why? Beauty is vain. We also see finally is the effect this morning. The effect in verse number 31. Here's the effect of it all. Give her. See that? Give her. Who gives her? You, child. Give her of the fruit of her hands. Her labor, watch this, of a God-fearing woman. This is, ladies, hear me, the effect of you living right before God. Let her own works praise her in the gates. We've heard some testimonies this morning of ladies and gentlemen and talking about their mothers. The works of their mother. My daddy might not have been what he ought to have been. He was kind of a knucklehead, but my mama sure did love the Lord. That's the, we hear that? That is, her works praising her. This is the effect, ladies, hear me. This is the effect of you living a godly life. I'm going to tell you right now, someday when your child's 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 years old, and they stand up to get praise, they're not going to stand up and say, my mom was just the most beautiful woman in the world. 
We didn't even hear, listen, we didn't hear that testimony once this morning. And I don't, listen, I, I would think that probably all of us thought that our mothers were beautiful and I don't have a problem with that, but that wasn't the, 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 the testimony. The testimony was, my mama kept us in church. My mama made sure we went to Sunday school. My mama made sure that we, were, we loved God. Mama made sure that we uh, uh, got born again. Being a godly mother far outweighs any kind of outward beauty. Watch this, because all those works are what praise you later. That is the effect, ladies, that is the effect of living for God. You know the, this morning that your children, when they grow and they become an adult, them living for God into their adulthood, you know how that happens? Is because mama stayed consistent, fearing the Lord. Hey, man, I know there's knuckleheads that are kids. I was one of those knuckleheads. And I get that that happens. But mama, don't think for a minute, if you're worried about all these external carnal things, that your children are going to love God that you, if you didn't. You ain't got a shot. It's uh, very important, moms and dads, that you love the Lord. Teach your children to love God. I pray with my kids every night that they would love the Lord. That's all I want them to do is love the Lord. I, I, I would love my children to be in the ministry, but I don't want them to be in the ministry. I want them to do God's will. And ultimately, God's will is for them to love the Lord and follow God. My son wants to be a barber, then be a barber, right? I, I don't care. I want them to love God and follow God. But the example must be set forth by myself and my wife. Can't just expect something to happen. Just like setting the precedence that your child is reared. Brother Seth is a Kansas City Chief fan. <laughs> right? You set the example. You get up in the morning, your child ought to see you reading your Bible. Your child ought to see you praying. It, it, it might even, it's okay for this to happen even, moms and dads, for your child to say, you're reading your Bible again. That, it's all right, because guess what? The preacher's kids do that sometimes. Chloe will come to the table. Dad, I need you to give me something to drink. I'm reading my Bible. Again, get over it, little girl. <laughs> but we ought to learn to fear the Lord. And I know I spoke to mothers mainly this morning as being a biblical mother, but fellas, you ought to be a biblical father. Be what you need to be for the Lord. Say, Pastor, my children are grown. They're already out of the house. Don't matter. Doesn't matter. You still do the right thing. Follow God. Be a Proverbs 31 woman this morning. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask that you'd help us as we close out this message this morning. I ask that you'd allow us to evaluate our hearts. And again, Lord, I know that this was a message pretty well directed towards mothers, but I ask that you would meet with us during this invitation time and the gentlemen as well this morning would evaluate their hearts and see if they truly fear the Lord. Please, I beg of you, Lord, just to, just to do a work this morning as you see fit to do that. 
And I do ask if someone this morning don't know you as their Savior, I ask that they be born again this morning. I ask that you convict their hearts. If they were to die right now and they don't know heaven as their home, you'd convict their heart and they would get saved today. Please, Lord, we beg of you for it.